0: Welcome to the Safety Pro Roundtable. Every week on this show, you will hear from safety professionals around the industry as we talk about challenges, innovations, and stories that will help you lead a better safety program. This is the Safety Pro Roundtable.
1: All right, welcome everybody. Welcome back to the SOSFIS podcast. I'm Stacey Godbold with um, SOSFIS EHS Software. And I have two friends from Tulsa, Oklahoma and Aon, uh, Billy Holly and Courtney Knudsen. Did I get that right?
2: Yeah, Knudsen. Knudsen.
1: She just told me that a minute ago and I couldn't get it right. So I'm so happy to have you here. Um, I was actually just in Tulsa, but like two weeks ago visiting you guys. And um, we had a blast and I, you know, I was, thank you again so much for the wonderful tour. Your facility is top notch and really beautiful and um you should be really proud of it for sure thank you absolutely okay so um we I, we I have a lot of questions for you um the first is billy tell me a little bit about your journey through safety and with aon
0: well i originally worked at Aon in the production areas as a supervisor Um, on a production line and then in the foam department we were manufacturing obviously units and foam panels to build the units out of and so um, eight years ago is whenever I was asked to move into safety and so um, being a um, the only safety person beginning that process for me um, it was a lot about gaining knowledge and establishing relationships with other safety professionals in the Tulsa area so I did that to start off and then um, start building training uh, for myself and working um, through that process was difficult because um, whenever you have a safety culture that uh, establishes that you want a safe workplace, but you have trouble building um, alliances with other leaders in the organization in that safety program. And that's, that was probably the original challenge.
1: So I guess walk me through that. So it sounds like frustration um, in in terms of even building alliances with other professionals in the organization. Is that what you're talking inside of Aon?
0: Yes, because you had you had um, a lot of things going on. Um, we were always making sure that we were getting production done, that we needed to finish according to schedules, meeting ship times and, and all of those deadlines that you're you're really needing to do, or you're not in business very long. And so um, establishing safety as part of that process and having the, um, the safety culture move in the direction to where it becomes a corporate value outside of just being a priority. And so it took a few years for that to begin to happen.
1: So what steps did you take? I mean, what kind of, it sounds like started with frustration. <laughs> And then again, what were the yes, but then
0: um, you know about halfway through, about halfway through the last eight years, we had some different um, manager. We had some upper level changes happen, executive wise, in our company, which were all good things, and so the culture improved, and that was because safety was important from the top down, and so it made it easier. To, to make that transition happen to a, a solid, more um, uh, safety culture where you know, we're now involving people at all levels of the organization, not just um, supervisors and production leaders and a safety person.
1: So what happens when you don't have a lot of the other um, team members involved or have their buy-in, what, is, what, is that, what does that look like?
0: You can, you can kind of stage your plans that you want to see happen, and but you're missing, you know, it's like having a chain with missing links. Mm-hmm. You don't um, have a good communication across all the different areas of the company. And so that was one of the challenges. Aiding opportunities to be able to meet with them on a regular basis, having a system where we could um, involve different levels of organization in our safety program like we've been able to do with sospice um, it's made it more communication friendly and given us more of a, a common ground that we stand on
1: so why do you think that the um i don't know maybe maybe you don't know but maybe you have an idea of, of why that was such a barrier for them do they just not care is it something that they're not focused on
0: um, or I think it wasn't that they didn't care. I think it was that it wasn't that way before. And so if you have worked in in a place for 15, 20, 25 years, and you've done things a certain way, you get in the habit of doing things that way. And the things that are important to you and your unit or your group are, are important. And you have to introduce different ways of doing things and change the way people view safety and it becomes important to them. It's not about compliance. It's about establishing that, that culture.
1: So, you know, we've, we've learned over the years in terms of safety software that we're not um, just talking to the safety professional. Like, you know, when we involve, especially when we're doing um, an integration into a new um, organization, we're involving all of the different operation managers, HR, Uh, safety, operation, all the processes together. So they're speaking the same language and moving in the same direction. Um, It sounds like it took some time to get everybody on board, which is pretty common, it sounds like.
0: Mm -hmm. Sometimes it is. I think the, if if you say the safety is the priority, then you're able to talk to somebody about about what is important to you. It's a priority to you, Mm -hmm. but whenever other leaders can see the benefit of having safety as a value and actually instilling that as a corporate value, both in print and in what you say, um, goes a long way to establishing it across different, different groups.
1: So this is a topic that, um, we actually talk about a lot in esophagus and, um, how do you, what do you think is important and how to kind of sell up, you know, the chain and, and how to, um, communicate it, this is important to me, but this is how it can be important to you. Or how do you sell it upstream? How does that make, does that make sense?
0: Well, it's not, you know, cost is important and it's not always about cost. And so if, if somebody looks at something and they say, well, this is going to cost me $5,000. Well, you can change the perspective of that and say, look how much this could save money. You can do a lot of things to reduce your injuries. And so your cost actually goes down. And so changing that perspective is one thing. Also, whenever you're looking at the benefit to the organization, AON does not want our employees to be injured and off work, we want them to be productive and at their job doing what we need them to do so we have a profitable business ultimately. And so, you know, being able to translate that into, this is what safety can do, provides cost savings as well as um, making it a more productive place. And that's, that's a benefit that maybe, I don't think it was looked at that way before.
1: It's an interesting yeah, no, it makes that makes a lot of sense. And so we've got Courtney, which has has a a different lens than you do. I mean, she, you know, Courtney, you are uh, you you're um you have your undergrad and then you are this close to getting your masters in safety. So <laughs> it's like just so close. Um I guess what is that lens so for you? <laughs> right. So when you hear all of that, you know, he um Billy has kind of a history of, of seeing the evolution of safety in terms of safety culture. Um, I guess what is your lens um sitting in the seat that you're in now?
2: School for safety, environmental health and safety. Yeah. And so I knew I wanted to do this and I knew I wanted to change people's lives. And so when I came into this, I didn't have the experience of oh, I worked my way up and I know what everything is about. I literally came here and I was like, here's what I learned in school. I want us to have a great safety culture and I want to go from there. Well, when you get out of school and you're just like, I want to make all these changes and do all these things. um, It's hard because you want to do everything at once and obviously you can't do that. And so just from my perspective, it was a lot of learning. I I had to sit down and be like, okay, well, we can't do this right now, but it's in the future plans and just kind of like, those baby steps, like getting things accomplished and to seeing like how Aeon was before I was there and their past history and to where we've changed it into today.
1: I think that that's, it, it. it's kind of fun because you're kind of coming in guns blazing, you know, you're like here, you know, you have all this knowledge and all this energy and Billy, how does that feel for you to look at this and you're like, Oh
0: my God, we can't we can't do all of it at one time. Like Courtney, Courtney, uh, pumped the brakes just a little bit. (laughs) But for for me, knowing that someone with safety education because my degree was in business, it wasn't safety, but it was it was a different perspective from Courtney's point of view because she had the fresh knowledge, the technicality of a safety degree. And they teach a lot of different things that I didn't have exposure to. And so it was a nice compliment for sure.
1: Billy, how does that make you feel?
0: Stupid. (laughs) 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 Not really. It made me feel like I have a security blanket a little bit because, hey, I've got this great idea. I wanna do these things. Well maybe that doesn't line up with a best practice, or maybe there's a standard I don't know about that we need to make sure we're in compliance with. And so Courtney and then others on our safety team who have that knowledge, um, definitely is a great safety net for me.
1: So has there been any times that you have gotten caught up in your own ego and said, gosh, we've always done it this way, but she's coming in with new ideas and had to kind of like walk through that. Is there been any times that you've had to do that?
0: My own ego, huh? <laughs> this
1: is this is a safe place, Billy. I want to lay you out on the stage, um, and we're going to talk about. There, your-
0: <sighs> there, there are things that have happened over the last ten years at Aon before I was in safety and after I, you know, was part of the safety program. Um, we we did things a certain way. I mean, that's just the way it is, and you get into patterns of. Well, that's the way we've always done it. And that's not the way we want to approach it. And so it was probably not something that I took to so much as to way, you know, this is the way we do it. I was open to ideas and I was open to um, looking at things differently. And so I, I have tried to be flexible for sure. And um, so it's it's worked out well.
1: I, I think that that's a really... Um important thing, especially when um, you're talking about a safety software, it's, you know, that is a huge transformation in an organization. Um, and Courtney, were you here during that transition or was this kind of after, did you come in after SOSPIS came on board?
2: Um, I came in right when we got SOSPIS. So right at the beginning, I was an intern and they were like, we got this new program and everybody was just figuring it out. So I was kind of here when it was implemented.
1: That That's probably a tough deal too. You know, you've said it, that's another that we've always done it this way. Why are we getting digital, you know, a digital platform? I think that seems like that could be tough. Did you guys have any barriers or people that were frustrated or they were like absolutely not we're not doing this
0: i think i think one of the challenges we had were um involving people who were used to filling out a piece of paper when Mm -hmm. they have an accident report or a suggestion of some type maybe by email and so it was it was a fresh change from trying to get everybody to do this and it took a year, I think, to get more than, you know, a half a dozen to 10 people using the, that software. Um, Courtney and a couple of others on our safety team were actively helping to push it and trying to get people to use it more, not just us and our little little family here in our office. And so that was that was helpful to have someone like Courtney with her personality. See how great this is? And so it was an eternal sale, you know, once we had it in place.
2: And I think um, the main part of that was for the users who were like, I'm not really interested right now and they're used to the old way. When I went to talk to them and after we would use it and I would say, okay, like you're gonna put something in now and they would put whatever the incident was into SoftSpace they would see that the item would get fixed, whatever the problem is, and that it was so much easier than like the paper they were using. And so after we did like the first one and they saw something come out of that, they were immediately sold on it. And it just had to, you just had to kind of hold the hand for a minute and say, okay, do your first one. And then when they saw the results of that, they were sold on it and it's been great since.
1: So what do you think is, um, I guess the, the hack, the, 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 the little thing that you can do, um, to get them on the other side, because I mean, this is not new to life. I mean, I still do it. It's like, Oh, you know, when you introduce something new to me, there's fear there, you know, there's fear of the unknown or what that was that going to mean for me. So what do you think is those on the basic level, that thing to get people over the hump of that new thing?
2: I think it's probably just obviously the relationship you have with that person. Right. So you can't just not have relationships with anybody and say, I want you to do this. And then they have no idea who you are and why you're asking them to work a new system. So first I think you need to have that foundation of a good relationship. And then just after you show them that it's working, you just check in every now and then. If you see them, like stop putting stuff in you say, Hey, like, it, what's going on? But normally after like that first time and they see a reaction come out and a good result, they're sold on it and they're helping all the time with it. So in my opinion, I would just say it's time. I really like
1: that. So what I'm hearing you say is you build that trust first and then and then they trust you and then you show them with action. And And because, you know, that system does come back and give them notifications that it's getting taken care of. And you're showing them with action that, yes, I hear you. So that makes a lot of sense.
2: Absolutely. And they love that every time when they see something get finished that they did, it's like, okay, I helped with that. What else can I help with? And so in turn, it's helping the entire company and it's just been great.
1: I love that. Thank you. Um, so I think we've covered so much, but I have two of, well, I'll, I'll just stick with one. Cause I already kind of asked you um, my, my signature question that I ask everyone And it's a very serious question. I'm going to start with Billy. Do you think that a hot dog is
0: a sandwich? No. No. Why? A sandwich is two pieces of bread with something in between them. A hot dog has one piece of bread.
1: So what you're saying is it's not a sandwich because it's one piece of bread.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: So have you ever ordered a sub sandwich and it's one piece of bread? You got me. (laughs) Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> there's a right answer. I'm just asking the questions, You know, there's no right answer. Courtney, what do you think?
2: Um, I don't know either way. I saw that come around, and I was like, "Uh, I just, I'm in my head. I want to say no because, like, it's a hot dog. It's not a sandwich. But then it's kind of like, if a dog were to wear pants, which way would the dog wear the pants?" And I'm <laughs> that as well i'm like i don't know which way <laughs> right would the dog wear the pants
1: on on the top or would the dog wear the, or the, the bottom or in this middle i don't know
2: yeah is it all four legs is it the back ones how does that work i don't
1: know i don't know <laughs> i mean for me i think that a sandwich is superior to a hot dog in in every way and so i think that for me and i hope this doesn't offend you because i know this is a serious question um, that you can't put the hot dog and the sandwich in the same category because it is so superior that it it that right there just knocks out of the park. And and I'm and I'm willing to be challenged.
0: Depends on where you're talking. I mean, Chicago style hot dogs might be a sandwich then.
1: <laughs> there you go. See, you know what? We've always done it this way, but maybe today, maybe today we could change the way that we think about hot dogs and sandwiches. I don't know. I'm just here to make one change at a time. (laughs) Um, Is there anything else that you want to share that you feel like I haven't asked you or that we haven't gone over? I know that we talked a lot about changes and way of doing things and changing that. And what a wonderful perspective of you, Billy, that's been doing this for a number of years and Courtney with some new, some new glasses, some new lenses to come in. Um, do you have anything that we haven't covered or that you want to talk about? Or
2: I think um, just one last thing is like the most important would be the relationships. You can't do any of this if you don't have the relationships with the people. And so that's the number one thing for me. And that's, that's what I think is important. And that's how I think our relationship with SOSFIS has gone so well, because we have a good relationship with our people out here who are willing to help and do anything with us. And that's what I think is important. So piggybacking on that, and thank you for saying that, because we
1: really pride ourselves in, in, in relationships with everyone. But how do you think that starts? Like, what is the foundation of having a good relationship with SOSFIS or with your team or your, your fellow safety pros? And like, what is that foundation
2: Um, I would say the foundation kind of just starts by you have that initial conversation and you kind of figure out each other's personalities and you go from there and that's how you build, right? Like, Hey, I need help with this. Can you help me or not? And then you just kind of keep going from there. And then you keep coming back to usually the same people and you say, Hey, I had this other project. I had this other problem. Can you help me? And then just from there, that relationship gets better over time. And that. Things that help that out here specifically in Aon would be like our focus groups and our safety committee meetings and things like that because it pulls people in from different levels. And so we have input from every level and we're like, okay, this is what everyone thinks is important right now. Here's something we need to improve on or change upon or here's what we're doing well. And so I just think you just need to have that first initial conversation and then it's easy from there in my opinion.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think people just wanna be heard I think they want to be heard. Um, and then they want consistency. It's like, are you going to do what you say you're going to do? You know, do you hear me? Are you going to do what you say you're going to do? And, um, I think that that sounds like, like what you're doing, you know, you're saying, I hear you. And then I'm going to take action on those things. So I applaud you.
0: (laughs) I think other people will see the benefit of having a relationship you have. Other people see that and then they're more open to being part of that.
1: I like it. I applaud you. I think you all are.
0: It can help me too.
1: I think you're fantastic. I think you run a really great safety program. Aon is, I mean, it's a well-oiled machine. I was over there and you guys are no joke and I appreciate that about you. And I also appreciate how willing and, and open you are to new things, new changes, new ideas. I think that, that's not always easy and you're leading the charge in that at Aon. And so um, you guys, I mean, are, are really forward thinking and I think that that's a, a really beautiful thing. So, and, and hopefully that inspires other safety pros that are listening to, to be open and willing and, and more forward thinking
0: in their organization. Thank you. That's really nice.
1: Yeah, it's so good to have you guys on. Really, it's good to see you on the screen, even though. Short, and Corten, your hair looks amazing. I don't remember it looking like that <laughs> good for you. Did you get it
2: colored? <laughs> um, it's been like this just. Last time you saw me, I was headed to Longview. So I just put it up because I was like, oh, it's a travel day. <laughs> Looking, I love it. I love it. And really, your hair is
1: beautiful. I, lo- I love it
0: so much. <laughs> so, I will say that um my hair is a different color and there's not as much as, it, <laughs> as there was eight years ago. So right? does that say anything? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thank you all so much for coming on. And next time in Tulsa, I'll stop by and, and we'll do another tour. Great. Sounds good. Thank
0: you. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Safety Pro Roundtable. This podcast is brought to you by Sospis, bringing you the best EH software in the industry. If you're ready to learn more about how an EHS software can transform your safety program, your profits, and your entire company, head to www.sospis.com podcast. That is www.sospes.com slash podcast. We'll see you next time on the Safety Pro Roundtable.